And good morning, 706. Welcome to the all-new This Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Though Jalen's been off this week, it is still week 13 of the new version of your morning show here on 630 Chat. Great to have you along. Jalen will be back on Monday just in time for Election Day. Uh, yeah, what has this been, like a six-month campaign? Pretty much, I would think, even though the official campaign is only only about a month long. It finally comes to an end on Monday. I got a message in on the, on the text line a little, a little while ago just talking about, I can't wait till the election is over. Sick and tired of the negative attack ads your station is playing. Makes me want to change. But those ads are playing everywhere. That's, you know, that's not programming. Those are ads, right? And the, the parties, they buy them. They get their message out. It's up to you whether you like the message, and that is really going to be key come Monday because there's still, I think, a ton of undecided voters, at least according to the polls, and especially when it's so close in Calgary, that battleground Calgary, that that is going to be interesting to see what happens. Of course, both parties have different views of that. John Brennan is our political analyst who's been joining us uh, each week, each Friday, as we wrap up the, the week's campaign and look ahead now, even closer to the election vote. John, back here again this morning. Good day, sir. Good How are you? Good morning, Daryl. It's great to be with you. Uh, so, where do we start? You know what? I'm going to start with the advance polls because initially when they opened a little bit earlier this week, there was quite an uptake. I think 160,000 people went in and voted on that on the first day. Since then, that that rush seems to have eased up. As of last night, 461,000 people had gone to the advance vote. Does it really tell us much about about the interest in the election, about the potential for voter turnout on Monday, or is it simply that it's just easier to do this than it ever has? I think both are true. It's absolutely remarkable, the advanced voting numbers, as you say, 460,000 as of today. And the advanced polls, of course, are open still today and on Saturday. It shows that there's a very high level of engagement in Alberta on this election. People are very uh, keen to vote. And um, I think we're going to see that on Monday as well. I think we're going to have a high voter turnout. Well, how many eligible voters are in Alberta? Our population is just over 4 million. So if you already have, uh, you know, 460,000 people, I would think the numbers are getting up there pretty quick. Do you, do you know offhand? And I know I didn't check with you to, to look this up for sure. How many eligible voters are actually in Alberta? I don't know the, the total number of eligible voters, but what I do know from the Elections Alberta website is that one out of six eligible Albertans have voted. Okay. So that is extraordinarily high uh, advanced voter turnout, and I expect the numbers are going to increase uh, today and Saturday. Oh, okay, so I looked it up here. 2.7 million eligible of voters. So you could have... You could have almost a third of the uh, eligible voters voting before even Election Day. It's absolutely remarkable, Daryl. And, and that's great. It, it shows that people are engaged. It shows that people want to vote. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we have two very competing visions for the future of Alberta with the left of center NDP and the right of center UCP. And uh, people want to get out and vote and, uh, you know, make their vote count. It's always interesting, and we all know that the only poll that truly counts is the final one on Election Day. Mm-hmm. But we still, and we've, we've been burned by polls before, and now we start to start to wonder, you know, how much is real, how much ends up getting, you know, it's, it's, it's a snapshot of the moment. But what are the more recent ones showing? Because I'm hearing from two different parties talking about different polls, all which put them in the better light. Do we have a clear picture of where the polling is right now? 
I think things are getting a little clearer. From what I'm seeing, Daryl, the support for the United Conservative Party is firming up. And this is something that sort of transpired over the last 10 days. We had the Abacus data poll out on Monday, on the holiday Monday, which showed the UCP with 51% support province-wide and the NDP at 47%. And as usual, Darrell, we've talked about this many times during the course of the campaign. When you look at the regional breakdown, we have an Edmonton with the NDP at 68% and the UCP at 30%, a 38% difference. But in Calgary, you know, battleground Calgary, the UCP are leading 51 to 46 and in the rest of Alberta, 67 to 31. And so those numbers have remained relatively static with the NDP with a large lead in Edmonton, the UCP with a slight lead in Calgary, and the UCP with a large lead in rural, small town, small city Alberta, essentially the ridings outside of Edmonton and Calgary. What was very interesting this morning, the thing that I woke up to this morning, was a new poll from Jana Brown Opinion Research. And, you know, Jana Brown is the gold standard for Mm -hmm. polling in Alberta. And her poll went from May 12th to 24th and was just released today, which shows the UCP with a lead of 52% province-wide to the NDP 44%. But most interestingly, in Calgary, she has the UCP in the lead 49 to 46. So that, circling back to what I said at the beginning, we're starting to see things clarify. We're starting to see the conservative vote solidifying. And, you know, when you, when you look back on, on this whole campaign, one of the things that Daniel Smith has managed to do is to bring the conservative voters back into the tent. It's remarkable when you, when you think about it. But, you know, in 2021 and, and early 2022, when Jason Kenney was really floundering and really in difficulty and the UCP were polling in the low 30s, at that time, the Wild Rose Independence Party was polling in the teens. Mm-hmm. And these are the people who were opposed to, you know, vaccine mandates and COVID public health measures. And when Daniel Smith won the leadership of the UCP in October 2022, the one thing that she re- managed to do, and we're seeing this translated in the polling now, is bring the conservative family back together again. Because literally there is no support anymore for the Wild Rose Independence Party. Those people have all come home to the Conservative Party back into the Big Ten. Oh, well, there's lots of people who say that the UCP is now the Wild Rose Party, not the Wild Rose Independence Party, but the old yeah. Wild Rose Party. So I'd, I'm curious about something. For me, it's always been, and every time I've heard uh, an election strategist, a campaign strategist talk, they talk about getting out the vote. Is it possible, as we hear about solidified Conservative support, that that ends up pushing the, uh, the the other side, the NDP side, harder to get their vote out. It doesn't matter what you say on a poll if you don't show up to the poll and actually put your vote down. So getting the vote out is the most crucial part, is it not? Absolutely. And that's going to be the focus of the campaigns over the course of the next three or four days. They're going to do everything they can to get their supporters out to the advanced polls today and Saturday. And, of course, on Election Day, there's going to be a huge effort by both parties, the UCP and the NDP, to make sure that they get their supporters out wherever they live, whether it's Edmonton and Calgary or any other communities in Alberta. Uh, you know what? I want to take a quick break, John, so I'm going to get you to hold on for a second. I really want to focus. I know Battleground Calgary. It's all about Calgary. Well, yeah, there's, there's some interesting stuff in the Edmonton area, too. So why don't we touch on that when we come back from a quick break, okay? Sounds great, Daryl. John, standing by. We'll be back in a moment. 
716 on This Morning with Jalen and Daryl. Jalen's on vacation. Uh, Daryl is here, and so is John Brennan, who's been joining us each Friday throughout this campaign to sort of reflect on what has happened in the week and also look ahead to the big day on Monday. Uh, before we get to the Metro Edmonton area, Edmonton and Metro Edmonton, John, just, just help me out with this. When we were talking about the polling numbers, you can have one party, you know, polling higher, but it, you really don't you have to drill down to the individual ridings. If, if, say, one party has a huge lead in one riding, that can skew the overall numbers. It may not reflect in how many seats are actually won. Absolutely, Daryl. That's why the regional numbers are so important because, you know, the top line numbers that give you, you know, the support for the parties province-wide, that only tells you part of the story. You have to drill down into the numbers and see where that support is. And consistently throughout this campaign, the NDP has very strong support in Metro Edmonton. You know, they're looking at being very successful on on Monday evening. Um, with regards to the UCP, they continue to hold their strength in rural, small town, small city, Alberta. And in Calgary, you know, it's it's really neck and neck. But the fact that the two major polls this week, Abacastad and Janet Brown Research, both show the UCP with a slight lead in Calgary. Lends me to believe that, you know, the NDP are going to do well in Calgary on Monday evening. They're definitely going to pick up seats. The question is, can they pick up enough to be competitive to have a chance to win? Will it be well enough? Uh, let's uh, focus in on Edmonton. There is only one riding within the city of Edmonton that is not NDP, and that's Casey Madju's riding. Uh, do, do we expect any different result this time around? Uh, does Casey Madju win again, or does it go all NDP, or are there other places where the UCP might be able to break through within Edmonton? Edmonton Southwest is going to be very competitive on Monday evening. I see it as literally being a coin toss. You recall, Daryl, in 2019, Casey Madju only won the riding by 715 votes. This time he's up against a much stronger candidate, Nathan Ipp, the NDP candidate, uh, three-term public school trustee of Edmonton Public School Board, and he's run a very strong campaign. But you have to say this about Casey Madju. You know, if you've been following his campaign, he's recruited a lot of volunteers, He's been working really hard. I expect that one to be very close on Monday evening. Is there any other one within Edmonton that is at issue right now? I, th- I think with the NDP polling so high in Edmonton, it's the, like the old saying, Daryl, rising tide raises all boats. Um, when you have the NDP support so strong in Edmonton, that's going to carry you know, NDP candidates who would be in normally in close races, like in Edmonton South or in Edmonton West Henday or Edmonton Meadows, it'll carry them across the line just because the support for the NDP is so strong in Edmonton. Okay, Metro Edmonton, some of the ridings around uh, the outside of the city limits. Uh, any, any changes likely there? What are you looking for in some of those ridings? I think there's going to be a lot of close races in Metro Edmonton. And, you know, getting back to what I said a few minutes ago with regards to Calgary, I've always been of the view that the NDP can only do so well in Calgary. You know, Southwest Calgary and Southeast Calgary are going to hold for the UCP. And that means if the NDP are going to have any chance to win on Monday, they have to do well in the suburbs of Edmonton. And we have seven ridings there. You know, there's two in St. Albert, two in Sherwood Park, Fort Saskatchewan, Vegreville, um, Spruce Grove, Stony Plain, and Leduc Beaumont. I think there's a number of very competitive races there. I think Marie Renault, who's the incumbent NDPMLA in St. Albert, will hold that riding. Sherwood Park is literally going to be a coin toss, much like Edmonton Southwest. There you have Jordan Walker, the UCP 
incumbent running against Kyle Kosofsky, the challenger for the NDP. Jordan Walker only won by 1,400 votes in 2019, and this is a seat the NDP won in 2015. And so keep an eye on Sherwood Park. The other riding in Sherwood Park, Strathcona Sherwood Park, you have Nate Glubish, who is a minister in the UCP government, running against Bill Tanita, councillor with the uh, Strathcona County. And uh, that one, I think, is also going to be very close. Morinville, St. Albert, where you have Dale Nally, again, another UCP minister, mm-hmm. up against Karen Shaw, four-term uh, former city councillor with Sturgeon County. Look at Morinville, St. Albert, as also being potentially very close. And in Fort Saskatchewan, Vegreville, we have Jackie Armstrong Hominuk, the incumbent UCP MLA. And she's up against Tanine Ruddock, who's a town councillor um, from Vegreville. She's the NDP challenger. I expect that one to be close. The other two um, I expect to hold with the UCP, just because these ridings are further out from Edmonton. And those would be Leduc Beaumont and Spruce Cove Stony Plain. But of the seven ridings in Metro Edmonton, um, I think um, Sherwood Park, Strathcona Sherwood Park, Morinville, St. Albert, and Fort Saskatchewan, Vegreville are all going to be close. And it's my view, if the NDP are going to have any chance to win on Monday, they have to win a majority of the seats in the donut around Edmonton. Hmm. Ah, that's fascinating, too. But it almost seems like it's, it's, it's like the overtimes in the NHL playoffs. It could be anybody's game. It's, is, it, is it really that, that tight? Could it come down to 50, 100 votes to, to that level of tight? It is. I, I think those uh, battleground ridings that I just described in Metro Edmonton are going to be that close. And I think there's going to be about six to eight ridings in Calgary that are going to be that close. And as we've discussed previously on the show, there's two or three other ridings in Alberta. They're also going to be very close. And the reason that they're going to be close is these are ridings that the NDP won in 2015. And when they lost them in 2019 in the tsunami UCP wave, they didn't lose them by much. Hmm. And those ridings are Banff, Kananaskis, Lethbridge East, which is the Lethbridge seat that the NDP doesn't hold. Currently, Shannon Phillips holds Lethbridge West, and also Lesser Slave Lake, where Danielle Larive is running again to try to regain the seat um, that she won in 2015. So keep an eye on on Monday night. Keep an eye on those ridings as well. Banff, Kananaskis, Lethbridge East, and Lesser Slave Lake. Well, in Lesser Slave Lake, that's where Pat Wren was, and that, you know, that was hugely controversial riding for a long time where a lot of people said that they felt like they'd been abandoned by their, by their right. representative, right? So That's right, and Pat... Ran, as you say, created a lot of controversy in the riding, um, created a bad image for the UCP in the riding. But, of course, he's not running for re-election. Mm. A gentleman by the name of Scott Sinclair is running now, a local businessman. And one thing that was interesting this week is Brian Jean, who's running sort of a secondary uh, campaign for the UCP in this uh, election campaign. He dropped into uh, Lesser Slave Lake to support Scott Sinclair and pump the tires of his campaign. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that the UCP know, know that Lesser Slave Lake is going to be close. Uh, it's all quite fascinating. It's interesting, uh, in on the text line, something that I've sort of touched on just before we go, uh, Jay says, is it possible the polls showing your parties behind actually motivates you to get out and vote? So along that line, does polling, media coverage of it actually shift elections? I would say yes, uh, both can and sometimes do. Yes, they do. And, and there's no doubt that 
polling affects public opinion. People want to know who's in the lead, who has the chance to win, and it definitely motivates the volunteers and supporters of certain parties. And so, you know, the wind will be in the sails of uh, the UCP campaign today with the release of Janet Brown's poll because they'll be feeling very good about their campaign going into the weekend. But on the flip side of that, conversely, it further motivates NDP supporters and volunteers to work that much harder, both in Calgary and in the ridings in Metro Edmonton. John Brennan, it's going to be fun on Monday. Looking forward to it. And thank you so much for, uh, for all of your insight throughout this campaign. Thanks for chatting with us again this morning. It's been great to be with you, Daryl. Okay, cheers. John Brennan, political analyst for us on the election campaign and the vote, which comes on Monday.